Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the new season of Green Minds, the student-led podcast dedicated to thought-provoking conversations on climate change and sustainability. My name's Lorenzo, and I'm joined by the new Green Minds team, Ava, Marie-Celine, and Jim. We're part of the class of 2024 studying the MSc in Climate Change, Management and Finance at Imperial College Business School. Over the course of this academic year, we'll be bringing you episodes covering a range of topics with experts and leaders spearheading solutions for tackling the climate crisis. We begin this new season of Green Minds at what feels like a critical juncture in the path towards limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees. On the one hand, we have huge sums of money being invested in climate tech and climate adaptation, including the US's Inflation Reduction Act, and tentative steps being taken towards a framework for channeling climate finance towards emerging markets, but on the other hand, we're seeing evidence of clean energy sectors stuttering amidst challenging economic circumstances, political backlashes against green policies in countries such as the UK, US and Germany, and the prospect of COP28 being undermined by geopolitical divisions between the world's superpowers and petrostates. 2024 will also see 2 billion people voting in general elections around the world, which is the most ever in a calendar year, with results in countries such as India, the US, the UK, Indonesia, Pakistan, Mexico, and more, set to shape our chances of limiting the effects of climate change. It's sure to be a crucial 12 months, and we're looking forward to trying to make sense of it all with you. We've been gathering views from members of the Imperial community on the themes they want us to cover, and if you have any ideas or suggestions for episodes, or know the perfect guest for us to talk to, you can get in touch with us at podcast.greenminds at gmail.com. That's podcast.greenminds at gmail.com. But first, we wanted to do a quick episode introducing ourselves as your new hosts so that you all know a bit about our backgrounds and motivations for doing the podcast. So we'll start with who we are, what we were doing before coming to study at Imperial, and why we wanted to study climate change, management and finance. And I'll first hand over to my fellow co-host, Eva. Thanks, Lorenzo. And hello, everyone. My name is Eva. I'm from Germany and I'm 22 years old. Uh, to my background, I completed my bachelor's degree in accounting and finance at a cooperative state university in Germany, which combined theory and practice. And during my practical time, I worked in auditing at PwC, where I stayed for one year after graduating. And yeah, during my bachelor's degree, I already focused on sustainability and non-financial reporting, especially through my bachelor's thesis. And I became very interested in the impact of climate change, not only on individuals, but also what a stronger focus on non-financial information means for companies. That's one reason why I wanted to expand my knowledge of accounting and finance, to include sustainability and climate change and start look, looking for an interdisciplinary master's program that combined all these perspectives. And yeah, when I came across the master's in climate change management and finance at Imperial College London, I was not only convinced of the program, but also, of course, of London as a diverse and international city. Yeah, Marie-Celine, do you want to continue? Sure. Thank you, Eva. My name is Marie-Celine. I'm 24 years old and I'm from France. I've just graduated from a master's in management at ASIC Business School in Paris. I come from a business background, but I've really focused my studies on sustainability and what it meant for businesses. I've had the chance to intern in circular economy and in the energy sector. I'd say what brought me to Imperial was my experience at UNEPFI, which is the finance initiative within UNEP, so the United Nations Environment Program. I worked there for a year, looking into responsible banking frameworks and working with banks all over the world to help them analyze their impact and set targets. And that's what really sparked my interest in sustainable finance. And coming out of my master's, I felt like I had learned a lot on sustainability, 
but not quite as much on finance, which is kind of ironic. So this master's really was the perfect continuation to my academic journey, combining both finance and sustainability. And since I did my studies during COVID as well, I didn't really have a chance to live abroad. So that was also my opportunity to experience London. Up to you, Jim. Can you tell us a bit about what brought you here? Thank you, Mary Celine. Hi, everyone. I'm Jim. I'm from Taiwan. I'm 23 also. Prior to studying at Imperial, I mainly worked in the renewable energy space. I worked at Siemens Gamesa for a year. Siemens Gamesa is a major turbine manufacturer. We were mainly responsible for the installation of wind turbines for offshore wind farms. After Siemens Gamesa, I then joined a solar fund called Nethin and got my hands on solar investing. We were mainly looking at developing our solar farms and acquiring COD projects. For my undergrad, I have a business degree from National Taiwan University and an international liberal studies degree from Waseda University. Now onto what brought me to Imperial. So when I was working at Nethin, one big part of my job was business development. It's finding the clients that are willing to buy electricity from us either because they want to reduce their carbon footprint themselves or because the regulation has required them to do so. What I found really useful in sourcing potential clients is sticking through sustainability reports. And this got me really interested in learning more about sustainability, what the existing frameworks are, what the disclosure standards are, and how various organizations can contribute themselves towards net zero and the energy transition. Imperial provides the best opportunity to bridge the gap between my existing knowledge and sustainability. And that's why I'm here. Now on to you, Lorenzo. Thanks, Jim. Uh, it's really interesting to hear all of your backgrounds and motivations for, for joining the program. It's great to be uh, a part of such a diverse team. Uh, so you've heard a bit from me already. I'm Lorenzo. Uh, I'm 28 years old. I'm from London. My mum is from Italy. My dad is from Hong Kong. I previously worked in the UK civil service for seven years. The last three of those were working in the Department for Energy Security and Net Zero, working on policies to decarbonize heat in buildings. So specifically, I was working as part of a team developing a regulatory framework for a technology called heat networks. And heat networks, they're going to be key to lowering emissions from UK buildings. So working in the civil service gave me an insight into government's role in creating policies and rules to tackle climate change. But I started to notice that often the growth of certain technologies and sectors that I was working on faced the same bottleneck, which is access to finance. So I began understanding that government spending can only get us part of the way towards financing the climate transition. And I started to develop an interest in the role of uh, actors in the private sector and also the role of other institutions, such as the multilateral development banks that you find in most regions and continents in financing the climate transition. So. Yeah, my main motivation for being here is that I've started to see finance as a key missing piece that's needed to accelerate the climate transition and feel developing a strong understanding of this space will give me a strong knowledge base and skill set to either bring back to the public sector or apply elsewhere. So you've heard a bit about our backgrounds and about what, what motivated us to study on this program at Imperial College London. Now I'm interested in hearing more about what brought us to podcasting. So the question for, for the rest of, of my fellow co-hosts, what brought you to Green Minds? And also, what topics would you like to explore this year? And I'll turn first to Jim. Thanks, Ronzo. So I'm the type of person that used to rely on myself to gather information, either through reading, studying, and whatnot. But over the years, I've realized that mo the most efficient way for me 
Actually, to acquire knowledge is by talking to someone. So I've been active in doing coffee chats, and when I saw the Green Minds podcast team recruiting, I thought to myself, "Hey, this is pretty much like a coffee chat, but with the added benefit of sharing the knowledge I got from my conversation with the wider public." And then that's why I applied. As for topics that I want to explore, I want to continue to focus on exploring renewable energy, looking at the careers within this industry, and how recent events affect the profitability of solar, offshore wind, onshore wind. And the ongoing challenges like grid capacity, higher interest rates, environment, and supply chain bottlenecks, etc., etc. And finally, how far or close we are away from a successful energy transition. What about Eva? What brought you to Green Minds? So yeah, I listened to a few podcast episodes of the Green Minds podcast already before I started the Masters at Imperial, and I was very enthusiastic about the format. I like listening to podcasts, but I've never recorded anything myself or contributed to a podcast in any way. But yeah, because I'm very interested in the whole process from researching possible topics to interviewing, editing, and publishing the podcast episodes, I didn't think long about it and applied. Yeah, getting in touch with people from different backgrounds and talking and learning about interesting topics in a creative way was also one reason why I was so interested in the Green Minds podcast. And I would say there are many topics which I'm interested in, but one topic which I personally find very important is climate education. So I'd like to speak about the way climate change is reported in the media, frames that are used to create a certain attitude and behavior of society towards climate change, as well as possible ways to educate people about climate change and possible climate actions. Marie-Celine, do you want to continue? Sure. So I feel like Green Minds was really exciting for me as it was a new challenge, a new mode of communication and creation, and mostly a way to reach people. Like Eva, I'd say I joined the podcast because I believe in the power of storytelling and contributing to sharing knowledge on climate change is really important for me. And I hope that through our conversations, we can also contribute to inspire people and to help students kind of envision what kind of exciting and challenging careers there are in the many fields that sustainability has to offer. Um, regarding the subjects, I'm excited to delve into technologies that I'm not really familiar with, um, like carbon capture, for example, and the topics of biodiversity loss, activism, which are all topics of interest for me. So passing back to Lorenzo now. Thanks, Marie-Celine. So I guess my main motivation for, for doing this podcast was that I did student radio presenting when I was an undergrad, which was many, many years ago. And the format is, I guess, similar with, with a podcast. I think it's a medium where people are at their most candid because it becomes very you know, conversational. And so the insights you get will be, I think, very honest and thought provoking. So I want to try and bring these insights to, to listeners, similar to what Marie Celine said, to learn about topics that I wouldn't immediately read about in a, in a newspaper or follow on the news. And I guess I'm excited by the prospect of surprising myself by what I find interesting. In terms of uh, topics of interest, I'm really keen to talk to people that are delivering the clean energy transition on the ground. So people involved in installation of heat pumps and localized electricity grids, for example, I think they'll offer a very different perspective and a very sort of grassroots one at that. And I'm also quite interested in hearing from leading figures pioneering the, the energy transition in, in emerging economies. And obviously we've, we've given our, our topics of interest for the year, but remember that you can get in touch with us. I'll give that email for a third time, podcast.greenminds at gmail.com. Feel free to get in touch with us with, with suggestions for topics that you want us to explore. 
So before we wrap up this intro episode, we're going to have a quick fire round of questions to answer, slightly funner questions, if, if you'll call them that. Uh, and I'll hand over to, to Ava to take us through the first of those questions. Yeah, thanks, Lorenzo. So our first question is, who is your dream guest and what's the weirdest question you would ask them? Lorenzo, do you want to start? Sure. So as, as someone who's grown up in the UK uh, and lived here all my life, uh, I've gone for a voice very common to, to people living in this country, which is which is David Attenborough. So in terms of the question, I think I'd ask him the weirdest question at that. Which animal at high risk due to climate change would make the best pet? I think is my question. And I'll hand back over to you, Afa, for, for your question. Yeah, thanks, Lorenzo. So my dream guest would be Nigel Topping, as he's not only an advisory board member of the Grantham Research Institute on climate change and the environment, but also because he has a wide and profound knowledge around climate change and could share interesting insights of his role as a United Nations high-level climate action champion for COP26. And I think the weirdest question I would ask him is, as a climate activist, would you rather glue yourself on the street or throw mashed potatoes on a Monet painting? Mm. <laughs> Jim, do you want to continue? Yes, my dream guest would be Bernard Looney, actually. He just resigned from BP, but he is known for pushing sustainability within the gas giant. It would be really interesting to get a look into what he's thinking and how we can make gas giants be the main force behind the energy transition. And the weird question I'd throw at him is, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> Very <And> then, deep. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have to go with a French guest. Um, it would be Jean-Marc Jancovici. Um, he's a super well-known climate figure in France, um, very good at making climate change easy to understand. Um, and, you know, since we're in November, I would probably ask him if he has any sustainable presence idea for Christmas. And now, guys, I have a question. I want to know when or what was your climate change wake-up moment? Um, Lorenzo, what about you? Thanks, Marie Celine. Oh, I think probably for me it was back in 2018 when I was working. I was working in central London in Whitehall, where all the government departments are based, their main London offices. And I remember seeing an Extinction Rebellion march, and it must have been one of their first because they were founded in 2018. And I remember seeing uh, these these young people, you know, marching down the streets of Whitehall, really passionate about the the climate agenda. And I found it really interesting because. In this country, and I guess in a lot of countries, statistically, young people are often the, the least politically active, the, the least likely to vote, for example. So seeing so many of them pioneer, I guess, the call for climate change was, for me, both inspiring, but also alarming, you know, because it made me think that this must be, this must be a big thing for, to get so many young people out in the streets calling for change. And it got me questioning how I would make a positive difference in, in trying to tackle the climate crisis. Interested in hearing what, Ava, your wake-up call was? It's difficult. I would say that I haven't had a single wake-up moment regarding climate change. There have always been experiences or situations that have made me realize that climate change is a big problem and will affect everyone in the long term. What I remember very well are the dry summers, especially this year and last year. Last year, for example, it was forbidden in many places to sprinkle the lawn or fill up the pool and the garden because water became scarce and many regions suffered from droughts. Yeah, and I also can't remember the last time there was snow at Christmas in Germany, which makes me very sad, to be honest. So yeah, unfortunately, there are many examples that make me aware of climate change. Jim, what do you think about it? Thank you, Eva. I'd say my climate change wake-up moment came pretty much hand-in-hand hand with the increased importance in energy security. The lockdown last year really prompted me to investigate Taiwan's energy mix. And the fact that we are phasing out nuclear while continuing using coal and gas really concerned me. 
I then got exposed to all the ongoing discussions on energy transition and how we can decarbonize the grid. And I think this holds true for a lot of other nations as well. The energy transition is not just pushed by governments with climate awareness, but it's also fueled by geopolitical considerations. And this is something that I also plan to explore in the future. Mary Celine, what woke you up? <laughs> I'd say like Eva, you know, it's been a series of waking up. But the turning point was would be the many discussions I had with a close friend of mine in 2018. She was really educated on the subject, so she inspired me to read more, question things. And this was the start of my climate journey, I'd say. One documentary that I watched at the time is An Unconvenient Truth, narrated by Al Gore, which gives an incredibly clear picture of climate change and its you know, global implications. So I would really, really recommend it. It was made in 2006, but the discourse is still incredibly relevant. Now, I think this wraps up our introduction episode. It was a pleasure exchanging with you guys and learning more about you. And for everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you're as excited as we are for the year. We have some great episodes lining up, the first one being on COP28, so stay tuned for that. And don't forget to subscribe to the IB Podcast channel so that you don't miss out on our next episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in and see you soon.